This, the Chad and Cheese podcast, brought to you in partnership with TA Tech. TA Tech, the Association for Talent Acquisition Solutions. Visit tatech.org. Chad, why do recruiters spend money on unqualified or uninterested candidates? Dude, I don't know. Because they're recruiters? I mean, what in the hell are you talking about anyway? Okay, stick with me here. In a PPC campaign, when you're sourcing, you're paying per click. And you don't know who the click is coming from. It could be a qualified click if you're lucky, but most likely it's an unqualified click, you know, and you're still going to pay regardless. Yeah. And it's pretty much the same in a subscription model. You're paying to open the door to any candidate, not necessarily qualified ones. Exactly. So the answer is current pricing models suck. Duh. So what if you handed over cash for only interested and qualified candidates. Mm. And I'm talking actually qualified. I mean candidates that meet all of your job requirements from years in an industry to specific skills. Okay, I got you. Now you're talking about uncommon. Bingo. Uncommon is where fantasy comes true. And right now they only charge $9.95 per interested and qualified candidate. Seriously, dude? Do you fantasize about this stuff? Weirdo. So Uncommon is simple. You set your monthly budget and Uncommon only charges you when you get an interested applicant that meets or exceeds your job requirements. To sweeten the deal, they're offering a 14-day free trial where you can list up to five positions and receive unlimited candidates. That's unlimited candidates for two weeks straight. Just go to Uncommon.co to make your free account. That's Uncommon.co. Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, rash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Sure. Talent. Vegas. Yeah. Who's excited? And we (laughs) and pretty much pretty much after this interview it's all downhill. So So we're basically peaking at our first interview and then it all goes down. So much bullshit. He's like, man. To talk to these two idiots. And <laughs> so this is the highlight of your day and oh, week, God, obviously, right? Career. I mean, come on, this is, this is big stuff. You know, I actually woke up this morning from a dream about this. I was so excited. It was, it was in my dreams. It wasn't like no, not sweat really. and ice cream. <laughs> we weren't in our uh, statue of David outfits, were we? <laughs> I actually have one of those on my Caesar's Palace room. Nice, <laughs> nice. I thought I think he gave this to the wrong guy. Not yet. <laughs> Let's interview our, or let's introduce our guest before okay. we get too much farther into this. Tony Lee, Tony Lee, VP of Editorial at Sherm, mm-hmm. where you can find out more at Sherm.org. We are at the Sherm Talent Show. Yes, Tony is a longtime industry person. Give a, give our listeners sort of a elevator pitch of your experience and where you've come from. Holy cow! So uh, I started at the Wall Street Journal in the early '80s and covering job hunting and career management. I ran a publication that few of your listeners have ever heard of called the National Business Employment Weekly. 
which is a hundred page tabloid. In every <laughs> In boo. In boo. Are you ready for this? It cost in the early eighties it cost three dollars and ninety five cents and we sold a hundred thousand copies every week. Holy shit. It's a huge, huge profit maker. Yeah. The idea was the Wall Street Journal had twenty two regional editions and each one had different help pointed ads in it. Uh-huh. We put them all into one publication and then had four or five articles every week about how to interview more effectively, how to uh, whatever. So it was for job seekers. And it was hugely popular because it was pre-internet. Yeah. Now, what was the advertising cost? The three ninety-five was oh, the actual job seeker to buy it. Yeah. Right. But if I wanted a full-page ad in that sucker, what was a I going to say? Holy cow! <laughs> no well, way! It was a full-page ad in the Wall Street Journal, and then that got you in the end. Ah! So, and and then, that the and, only way you could get in? Yeah, you had to advertise in the journal, and you got it. We broke the rule wow. for Jeff Taylor. Jack yeah, Taylor, yeah, imagine I that. Want, I want full page monster ads in the back cover. Yeah. I said, okay. We came yeah. up with some crazy price, never expecting him to take it. He said, I'll oh, yeah, take yeah. it. Yeah. And he paid the price and threw a shoe in. Dude. Anyone old enough remembers what the shoe is. Yeah. So in $2018, that's like a billion dollar ad. That's right. Oh, dude. It's crazy money. Yeah. Well, he was, he was, I mean, we had, at that point, we had blimps. We had Super Bowl ads. Okay. We we were a money making machine. So doing that kind of shit was nothing. Not to mention he loved to just throw it out there. I mean, he. Yep. It was. It was. Yeah. It was, it was pretty amazing. God, it took us all of two minutes to get onto Jeff Taylor and his. <laughs> All right, so I'll keep going. So I did this yes. for a bunch of time, and then moved over to the Wall Street Journal and wrote a bunch of columns. They used to have a column called Managing a Career on Tuesdays. So I would write that column a bunch, and then moved to the team that created and launched WSJ.com. Mm-hmm. And from that, I became publisher of all the Wall Street Journal sites other than WSJ.com. So Career Journal mm-hmm. was the big career site. We also had College Journal for College Students, Startup Journal for Entrepreneurs, Real Estate Journal, Opinion Journal. So I did that for a bunch of years. That's a hell of a lot of content. It was a ton of content. I had a big content team. We were writing stuff every day. Are they still doing that much content in those spaces? No. It changed. Yeah? Yeah. This was pre-Rupert Murdoch. Okay. Were you working the Gutenberg Press as well? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 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 He stroked my long beard to see. Um, Yeah. I mean, when the internet came in, we embraced it big time and made a lot of money. And, you know, from 99 to the early 2000s, the money just poured in. Because, you know, every venture capital company. I mean, part of my deal was I helped launch uh, Future Step. Remember Future Step? Oh, yeah. Corn Ferry? Uh-huh. Corn that Ferry. was a Corn Ferry Wall Street Journal product. <laughs> I mean, the money that came out of that, we helped launch something called FreeAgent.com. I don't know if you remember. Uh, that yes. was another one. Yeah. What year, was that? Money, what year was that? 2002, 2002. Yeah. Oh, shit. I mean, the money was crazy. They just Free wanted a brand with somebody. Yeah who would help advance their brand mm-hmm. and bring in folks. Yeah. So we went out to the journal audience and said, here, you need to sign up for this, and they did. So it worked, it was effective. But, uh, Where are they now? <laughs> Future stuff's still going. Okay. He still has that as part of their portfolio. So did that uh, for a long time, and then uh, in 2006, moved to Adicio. Mm-hmm. Uh, needs a little backstory. So in 97, 98, Rick Miller, the guy who created Adicio, careercast.com at the time, mm-hmm. um, we needed a new platform. We had launched an online job platform for the Wall Street Journal with a company out of Seattle called Jung Lee. Uh, we were the second Jungle client. Jungle Lee. Jungle Lee. Yeah, yeah. It was a Jung Lee. Jung Lee. Is that a, I always pronounce it Jungle Lee. Yeah, Jungle Lee. Or you just said Jung Lee. It's Jung Lee. Jung Lee. Really? So their first client was the Washington Post. That is way back. Their first client was the Washington Post. We were second. So they laid out all this stuff, how great it was going to be, and we signed up as a client. 
And we immediately started getting requests from companies, you know, you need to customize this. We need to be able to post 10 jobs, not eight jobs. You know, whatever it was, they're like, yeah, and the next release, and the next release, and the next release never came. And we just kept asking for it. Uh -huh. So one weekend, the two founders of Jung Lee created an automated shopping bot. Within six months, they sold it to Amazon for $30 million. <laughs> they then took the recruitment piece of their business uh -huh. and sold it to a company in Canada for $3 million. So that showed you how much investment oh. they had made. So at the same time, when that became obvious, I went out and, and found Rick. And he was doing data aggregation. And he was doing it primarily for defense contractors, you know, mm. uh, Lockheed Martin, yep. Northrop Grumman, people like that. Mm. And I said, well, can you do the same aggregation for a commercial chalkboard, you know? And it took about six months and he built it. And at the time, there was no such thing as wrapping. He created wrapping, you know, the ability to go into a company, grab all the jobs, import them in, yep. you know, all that kind of stuff. So we launched our job database, Wall Street Journal, um, on this Adicio platform. And within weeks, you know, the New York Times, the Boston Globe, the Orange County Register, they're all like, we want this. And so he came back and said, you know, it's just me. I need money to go out and hire developers to build all this. So I put together a business plan, put it up the flagpole at the, in the Wall Street Journal, and they got approval. And we bought a 40% equity stake in Adicio, and he had the money to go buy, you know, hire programmers. Mm -hmm. And it boomed, you know, um, started adding all these newspaper clients and then association clients and all sorts of different clients. And uh, it was great. It was, it was Were you guys competitive with career builder newspaper relationships, hot jobs, and monster at the time? You were sort of another competitor yeah, in that space? Yeah, what it was was that, you know, the career builder papers were kind of stuck on the career builder platform. Okay. They never liked it, you know, from the beginning. The monster papers, initially, you know, the monster was just going out partnering and getting yeah. to do it. Yeah. The DCO sweet spot tended to be the independent papers that weren't part of big chains. So you got like Seattle and um, you know Boston and, and different who were more independent, mm. and they ran on the Adicio platform. And then we ended up partnering with Monster. So Adicio and Monster had a long partnership um, where Monster couldn't handle all of the back end work. So Adicio was actually the technology behind the Monster newspaper partnership program for years. Um, and that was, was that after they that went bought hot jobs and required all those newspaper relationships? Before, okay, and then, extended, and then extended extended beyond. Okay, um, yeah. So I left, uh, so they had gotten really growing. I was on the board of Adicio while working at the Wall Street Journal. Mm -hmm. And they had gotten to the point where they had just added two big East Coast clients, Advanced Internet and New York Times. And both of those papers said, you need somebody on the East Coast. And so I had been working with them and basically Rick said, you know, look. So we worked it out and I joined Adicio full time, continuing to manage the Dow Jones investment. And it was great. So did that uh, until three years ago when I came to Sherman. Yeah. So we're seeing a lot of, you mentioned Career Builder and they didn't like that relationship. Well, yeah. Career Builder has recently gone from their relationships and right. Real Match slash Pando Logic. Pan, what, whatever they're Pando called this week Logic. is powering that. That's right. Terry Breaker, yeah. For many years. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Good connection. And then and he's here too at Sherman Town. Recruit, yes, recruitology is sort of heading headfirst into the newspaper space. Is that a smart decision? Are, the, are those guys still getting tons of traffic? And is that something? Yeah. He's shaking his head for well, the I'm listeners. Your <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> um, you know, what's the long-term future of the newspaper, you know, business? Mm -hmm. um, in the job board space, probably not great. Okay. You know, it doesn't seem to make a lot of sense. I mean, I, I think there's a long-term future for online newspapers, there's no question, because of the local community aspect. Mm -hmm. They can put feet on the street and do reporting that nobody else does until 
a Politico or somebody else makes that kind of investment, you've got to rely on your local newspaper to get it. But it's content, though, right? I mean, but content it's, it's is great what, content. But the yeah. question is, you know, if you live in Dubuque, Iowa, do you need to go to the Dubuque, Dubuque Iowa newspaper site to find a job? Mm -hmm. No, you're going to Indeed. You know, you're going to wherever. You're going to Google. Going, you're going, to, going Google. to Google. Thank you. And yes, then, right. and then, <laughs> and then, going and to then they're going to Indeed. Right. Right. Not anymore. Yeah, Indeed's <laughs> spending a ton of cash. Just so that they can get branded search in, and, and I mean that's just not sustainable. Well, if we had Terry here, I think he would say something like programmatic right. is going to make it that much better, and they're going to integrate with the content. Well, you know, and, and everyone does it. I mean, it, it wasn't invented there. I mean, Adicio has been doing essentially programmatic and niche networks from day one. Yeah, I mean that's always there, and it's still there, and it still works. I mean, if you're looking for you need to build up your diversity hiring, and then and you don't know where to go, then programmatic is going to put you in front of a diverse audience, wherever it happens to be. And frankly, I'm not sure it matters who you're buying it from, because it's going to get in front of the thing. Everybody's sharing the same story. It's going to end up mm. in the same place. Jobs to careers or whatever they're not called. Yeah. Same thing. I mean, they're yeah. all putting it in front of that same audience. What are they called? So, Which I think is why you see Root, like Jobboardio or Board.io, <laughs> whatever we're calling it, <laughs> getting bought because the distribution is so important. Oh, yeah. I mean... You, it's it's a commodity. I mean, jobs are everywhere. They're all on Google. They're everywhere. So, how do you differentiate yourself and put eyeballs on your jobs that aren't necessarily going to be know found? The key is the key ends up being who has the audience. You yeah. know? And so, like from our perspective, Sherm, we've got HR people. There's no question. They go to Sherm.org. They trust Sherm.org. We stick job postings contextually targeted against whatever it is they happen to be reading on Sherm.org, right. and they're going to see it. And they may not be actively looking, but they'll see that listing and, and apply to it. We've got one of the best response rates of any job board I've ever seen. Well, I've seen target response rates. Target exactly. Right. I mean, it's that niche HR talent acquisition. I exactly. mean, all the way through. Right. Right. So and it's, they, not, and it's not necessarily the key. Is it's not necessarily active job seekers, uh -huh. which makes no difference whatsoever. Right. 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 So, so in what what you're talking about is I mean so what we we talk about on the podcast a lot is we've turned into lifestyle beings when it comes to technology. We have we get our feeds, we, I mean from from certain areas and we use Google to do search and if we see these things pop up in our, in our feeds whether it's on LinkedIn or whether it's you know information that's being provided by Sherm mm -hmm. then I mean it's just part of our normal normal day. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, so different. I mean, I can't remember his name. But the CEO of WebMD said, you know, they did this intense research of their most loyal users uh -huh. and said, you know, I trust WebMD. Everything you put on there is great. I would make med medical decisions based on it. And the last question was, so you have this medical question, where do you go? Good Google. <laughs> and then when they see WebMD and the results, they're like, oh, good, okay. Brand, brand recognition. But if they see yeah. someone else, it looks like it's good, well, they're going to click there, too. Yeah, yeah. You know, and they're going to yeah. read that. So, where, where are you guys seeing the most growth? I mean, is, is mobile booming for your audience? Is it still email? Like, where are you reaching most of the HR folks these days? Um, yeah, mobile. See, everybody's got a mobile device. So, I, you know, we're platform agnostic. We publish for whoever, wherever. It, it, it's almost to the point where it doesn't, we're, yeah. it doesn't matter. Where is there a Sherm app? Here. Like a native oh. app? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Do you, do you know how we many have, downloads? We have apps for every... This conference has an app yeah. um, that you can't do anything without it. If you want to give feedback on any of the sessions, you must use the app. There's no alternative to it. So, now we've embraced that you know, from day one. Um, That's great. Yeah. Um, curious... You, you were through the newspaper, the high times, the low, the beginning of the low times anyway. Yeah, the low times, yes. And I think our, we, we talk about the job boards a lot and how they're reinventing themselves and getting bought. Do you see a lot of similarities between what the monsters, career builders, dices are going through today that the newspapers, you know, dealt with 10 years ago, 15 years ago? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, if you were to ask me, 
you know, is there any way Workopolis would be bought and shut down? You know, until a year ago, I'd say, God, no way. They had such a robust business. They uh -huh. own their market. And yet here we are, you know. So it seems very similar. Um, and I don't know what the job boards are doing to prevent it from happening. I mean, how can they, you know, build their brand? It's all about brand and brand yeah. loyalty. Yeah. And unless they've got that loyalty, I mean, I think Indeed kind of proved that Is it, though? Is if, if jobs are commodities, does it well, matter what, where we get yeah. them? That's it. If, yeah. if, if Indeed blew up the model and said, who cares? We've got everybody's jobs. Right. The brand loyalty is completely gone. So unless you've got, again, I'll come back to us or any niche site that has a loyal audience that's not just about a job board. I mean, that jobs, you know, mm -hmm. yeah. they all rest his soul. Yeah. Did a great job of building out that site. Um, because he had vets going there and looking. I mean, he, he was embedded in their life through his various associations. But they're not a lot like that. You know, there aren't a lot where you have this incredible loyalty to the site where you know you're going to get your audience. And without that, you're done. Yeah. Well, that being said, so you know, we're talking about job board, job board, job board. There are tons of uh, startups that are out there that aren't job boards. Yep. They're focused on process. I mean, we heard about chatbots and AI and, 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 and whatnot. What are your favorite, some of your favorite startups that are actually out there today? And I mean, name them if you want to, name process or what have you, but, yeah. but what, what are your favorites? Um, I'm not going to name names. <laughs> Boo. I will find out. We need the we need the sound uh, sound guy. Yeah, it's not for you. Oops. Uh, <laughs> um, everything, whatever is making it much simpler for seekers to get what they need immediately, uh -huh. um, and that extends to video. Um, that extends to making it so that any candidate can make themselves known uh, as quickly as possible for all the logical purposes. Uh -huh. So I think there are a number of folks who are playing around in that space. Um, I guess on the flip side, what I am most nervous about are all the people who seem to claim that they're at the AI solution. They've got it down pat, you don't have to do anything, it's all been automated. Yep. And then you actually start playing around poking in. There's, it's not. <laughs> yeah. Put it bluntly, it's not. Yeah. Um, so, so are you not a, are you are not a fan of AI at this oh, point? No, or are you just you it's not we there. just haven't figured it out it's yet? It's not there yet. I mean, look, there are so many redundancies in HR that you can automate. There's no yeah. question about it. Right. But that's not necessarily AI to me. I mean, I think it's just auto, it, it's automation for the sense of creating efficiencies that, frankly, you could have done five years ago if you thought about it. I, 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 we throw AI around, I think personally, too loosely, right? Because machine learning has to work first. And to be able to get machine learning in your culture and in your environment, that's the very first thing that you have to that, that you that you have to do, right? Um, and then AI can start to work from there. I mean, it, if the learning's not there, then AI just can't happen. So I think we jump to AI way too fast, and we're not talking about machine learning. And that was one of the things that you know from the uh, the, the panel discussion that we talked about today was jumped right to AI. Right. And and I don't believe, and you tell me what you think. Mm -hmm. I don't believe that talent acquisition even understands what AI is versus machine learning. I think you're. I, think you're I don't think most of the public at large understands AI and what it will be. Until they let see alone. it demonstrated in front of them, yeah. I don't, I'm not sure they see it. Um, but real AI, I mean, you're talking about motion picture stuff here. You know, you're talking about Something really cool. Exactly. Yeah, there's like uh, six companies in the world that actually do it. Exactly. And none of them are in the Right. Google's getting there. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 but to the point, give it a year or two. Yeah. 
and they will be. And the question is, will any of the current players be the ones who are doing it, or will it be somebody, a new entrant, who basically takes something they've developed for universal use and just say, hey, you can apply it here, here you go. Right, right. You know? Yeah. Before we hit record, you you talked a lot about Amazon and how they've automated the recruiting. Talk about that. Sure. Um, so Danielle Monahan from Amazon was on my panel today, and she's always great. She's we've worked together a lot. Um, one of the things they've done, which I think is is brilliant, is that they basically eliminated the interview process. So if they've got a position, and it's not just you know engineering positions, they're doing it for a lot of different positions. Mm-hmm. Where you go online, you see the description of the position. If you have an interest, you can apply. And the application is basically saying, I want to be assessed as to whether I'm good for this position or not. So it's not a resume-based thing. You're basically filling out the key requirements for the position. Oh, okay. Assuming you fill it in and you match what they're looking for, mm-hmm. they then may come back and say, okay, can you please complete this exercise? Whatever it is. So if it's engineering, it might be you know a language exercise, whatever. Um, if you then score a certain level of that, you're still not talking to anybody. You get an email that says you're hired. And you know, you start, when can you start? And that's the process. There's a recruiter involved. You know, and when is Amazon releasing this for everybody? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, exactly. And they're using this now. This isn't by the yeah. sky. It's implemented. It's like when you talk about Google's uh, ATS. Yeah. Where you say, this is the best ATS in the world. Yeah. Why don't they release it? And they finally did 10 years later. But yeah. um, Amazon yeah. could probably release so that and make a do. lot of money. Although, by the same token, I'm, I don't want to speak for Danielle, but... They're competing for candidates with Target and Walmart and everybody else. Mm-hmm. Why give them the ability to use They'll this take their money. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think they'd rather have their people. Yeah. <laughs> they'd rather have the people because they've got so much hiring to do. So if Fair it enough. works, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, we talk about the, 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 the big names uh, in our industry now, right, that are coming into the industry now. It used to be Monster. It used to be Career Builder. Sure. Indeed, right? Now we're talking about Facebook. Right. Talking about Google. Talking about... LinkedIn because of Microsoft, Microsoft. right? Um, but Amazon, I mean, yeah. they, they the thing that really, sh- I mean, really struck me kind of kind of weird when she was talking about you know all these things you're talking about predictive and and whatnot. It's like you already do that, Amazon. Yeah. Why don't you apply that to the process method? I mean, the decisions that you're making every single day, mm-hmm. because you can have this thing whipped before you know it, and then prospectively sell it. Which is why they're going to buy Slack, based on my 2018 predictions. <laughs> and they might buy somebody's got to, Nobody's buying Slack for, what was it, $9 billion? It's probably more than that. They have been a Bezos has that in, there, in his couch. <laughs> That's right. They have been a leader from the beginning. I mean, they were doing video interviewing 15 years ago you know, for the location. If, if you haven't seen it, and if your listeners haven't seen the video of Amazon explaining their new delivery process, huh? it's freaking unbelievable. I mean, you go to this Seattle, they have in Seattle, they're building them in other places. It's on YouTube? Where, uh, I'm not sure if it's out there. They've okay. shown it at a bit. They showed it at our conference last year. Ah, okay. So you're in a facility, right? And uh-huh. on the big corner, there's this huge baking operation. They're baking bread and they're baking all these kind of things. And this side over here is the grocery operation. It all comes together. Their designers spent however much time to design this container that keeps the ice cream frozen. It keeps the bread warm, warm mm-hmm. out of the mm-hmm. oven. It does all of this. The whole thing goes to a little cart that goes out where the drone picks it up and takes it to the house and drops it off in front and call you know calls you as it's coming down to land and you walk out and you take it. That's the future and they're doing it. It's already being done. So, you know, where's it being done? They're doing it in test markets. Oh. Now they just have to drop the perfect candidate on the doorstep exactly. of That's employers right. yeah. to really have something. They're, they're, they're going to start hiring drone recruiters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know that I, candidate there, you know, zapping back in. 
My name is Bob. <laughs> You're hired. So getting a little bit away from way out. Yes, yes. What are people at the show talking about in terms of services, features that are exciting to them? What are the, What's the buzz? Um, AI. <laughs> Except I'm not sure most of the people know what they mean. They, they don't. Say they don't. You know what they mean? They mean that, so I'm this recruiter, and I have 80 hours of work to do a week, and so I'm looking for something that makes it 40 hours a week, yeah. and AI must be the solution. I think it's more in that vein. You yeah. know, How can I do this and be efficient and effective with the resources I've got? Um, other than that, pay equity, huge issue. I mean, all the same issues. The amazing thing right now is that workplace issues are in the news every day. Yes. It's what the whole country is talking about every day. So if, Star the in the middle of it. if Starbucks if Starbucks can reach and close that gap, mm -hmm. right? And they have 1,400 stores, I think, more than that. No more, yeah. Locations just in the U.S., just mm -hmm. in the U.S. Mm -hmm. um, they have figured it out. What, what in the hell is the problem with the rest of these? Well, these wait companies? a minute. And I then they sure have they the arrests. They have the arrests in the news yeah, well, that, of an African-American. Oh, it does. Starbucks is the one who called the police. If you want to recruit a diverse. I totally get that. Right? Engage, I totally if you want, get that. But people, people right don't want to say I work at Starbucks if they have. Right now we're talking about pay gap. We'll get to that. Give me a second. All right. Employer branding. No, that's something entirely different. So anyway, so the pay gap thing. That is what. Why can't companies figure this out? All right, so here's a perfect example, right? Walmart and Target go out and they raise their minimum wage, mm -hmm. right? Eleven, twelve dollars, depending on where you are. Yeah. There's a catch. How many of those positions are full time with benefits? Yeah. I think you'd be surprised at how few are. Not many. And how right. many have? How many people who work in those jobs know exactly what their schedule is going to be next week? Very few. Right. So are they really closing the pay gap there, or is it more of a short term fix? I would argue it's more short term. Gotcha. And Amazon and many other companies mm -hmm. that embrace a higher starting salary do it and then offer a full full time job behind it, and that's a very different strategy. Gotcha. So, but and then you know, pay equity is the other issue. Right. Um, you know, you have to go back through and look at your entire workforce and mm -hmm. say, are we paying everyone equally? Right. And if not, what are you doing about it? You know. And so that's a huge issue, and it's not just Me Too and harassment; it's just fair, equitable payments for for the work that's done. Right. So. HR is the one who's supposed to be leading the way here, and and they need to be. And in some cases, they are. In other cases, they've got some work to do. Yeah. So then you have an employer. Well, speaking of me too, and the branding, I think uh, even Facebook to a certain extent in the Valley, um, you know, it's sort of a, it's sort of toxic in terms of I work at Facebook. No one wants to mention that. Yeah. Um, are are we, are you finding that? Sort of the employee review sites, the glass doors, and deeds. Are they getting more attention in light of sort of this news? Uh, you know, in the public eye. I think their attention is already incredibly high. I mean, you know, one of the points we just talked about on the panel is, are you managing your brand? Because if you're not, others are doing it for you. Um, we had uh, Kristen Despalmas from Davida, which is a huge operation. They mm -hmm. hire, you know, I can't remember what she said, 20,000 or 30,000. Um, they put their Glassdoor reviews on their career website and with a stream. So every time there's a new review, it updates. Complete transparency. Transparency, yeah. Because it's the only way that they can deal with them, you know, candidates, honestly. So, you know, if you can't do that, if you're afraid to do that, then right. you've got a problem. You've got well, something you need to address. So, so this is, I mean, this really is the age of transparency. Yep. Why are so many companies having problems being transparent? It depends on the company. Culture? Um, it's all culture. It's all about company culture. Yeah. And, you know, if you've got a board of directors that understands the value of transparency and mm -hmm. puts it before, it's not an issue. If you've got a CEO or a board that doesn't, it's a huge issue. And then you start to see cries for change priorities and, yeah and you see change mm -hmm. and you know that's 
what it takes. We're in a we're in an environment of protest, right? Period. Yeah. And so that extends to everything everywhere. And so if you've got employees who feel like you know, the CEO's earning ten thousand times more than what I'm doing, yeah. is that really fair? Then that's gonna to extend to this too. So mm -hmm. it's it's across the board. People feel empowered to say something and try and make a change. Mm -hmm. And you know, you gotta believe that's a good thing. Um, our company's ready to deal with it. It's another story sometimes. You got a couple announcements that you're making yeah. this week, and I, I didn't want to let you get away without discussing that. So okay. talk about those two items. Cool. So the first one is uh, SHRM has certification for HR professionals, uh, SHRM, CP, and SCP. Uh, we are creating specialty certificates within those. Uh, we've already launched one for California, meaning you can be a specialist in California, which is its own world, its own laws, its own everything. Mm -hmm. So it takes a, a huge body of knowledge. We announced today a special certificate in talent acquisition. So it's the first one out there uh, that exists. Mm -hmm. It's rigorous. You do not have to have SHRM CP or SCP to get it. So if you're a talent acquisition person, but the reason we did this is that we talked to a lot of HR departments, mm -hmm. a lot of people who are recruiters within HR departments, who feel like they've gotten this great expertise in talent acquisition. They've been recruiting, they're doing great, right. but they're responsible for other HR things. So they might just be an HR generalist with it who know how to recruit. And so they want to then apply for a job somewhere as a recruiter, mm. and they're told, well, you, you've never been a full-time recruiter. Yeah. Uh, by doing this, they can say, yeah, but look, I've proven that I know what I'm doing. I know how to recruit. I know how to handle talent acquisition. I've got this certificate showing it from sure. so give me a chance. And so that's what we're doing. And you know, it's, it's not an easy thing to do. It takes a lot of work and an exam uh, to get the, the certificate, but... Um, What's like investment time, money, and, and time? What would someone expect coming into the program? You and know, time's a little tricky. The money's not much. I don't know it off the top of my head, but we're not talking about much money. Hundreds, okay. if, if that. Um, the time is, you know, how much time does it take you to study for an exam? Some people are good at it, and some people need more time. Right. Um, but uh, Do they need to be a sure member? Yep. In order? Okay. No, it's, it's a certificate that anyone in talent acquisition can study for and Pass. And what's the name of the certification? It's the Talent Acquisition Specialty Certificate. Gotcha. Okay. Yep. Um, and then the other announcement is a little, little more old school. Um, <laughs> we're actually doing our first diversity job fair. And I know job fairs, people are like, oh, how job 1990s have you? <laughs> But this one's a little Yay. different. This one's a little different. Um, so we, we have our annual conference in Chicago this year. Yeah. So on the last day of annual conference, which is Wednesday, June 20th, we have an all-suite setting in Chicago, and it's a diversity and inclusion fair. Cool. And so these are companies that are dedicated to making sure they are diverse, and that extends beyond just race. It's, it's race, it's gender, it's you know diverse thought, frankly. But, I mean, it's, it's a lot of different groups uh, that are represented here. We're doing it in partnership with... Thurgood Marshall College Fund and Hispanic Alliance for Career Education and a number of different groups. And so it just gives companies an opportunity to make sure they're seeing really good, diverse candidates mm -hmm. in a setting where they can extend, you know, they can do first interviews, second interviews, and extend offers. You know, it's not a big ballroom with a lot of people standing around. Yeah. You know, it's a much more professional setting. So our members, say, and it's not just HR, it's for any job. Right. And this came out of member requests saying, you know, look, right. we want to hire diverse candidates, we can't find them. So if you can help us identify these folks by maybe partnering with organizations who can bring them to the to the event, then yeah. that'd be great. So that's what we're doing. And I'm assuming Sherm.org, I can find information about both of those? Yes, sir. Now, few people know Tony Lee is the number one cheap trick groupie. Yes. 
bands, right? Among male groupie among <laughs> in the world, among many bands, but yes, they are at the top. So, I want you to give me a memorable Cheap Trick concert moment ah. and your favorite Cheap Trick song. Okay. Um, so, I went to undergraduate school in Denver, a small place called Regis College, and we had a field house that held 3,000 people, and I promoted concerts there in my junior and senior year. And junior year, I got Cheap Trick. <laughs> Damn! I just kind of liked him at the time. I didn't really. And what year was this? Uh-huh. You're really gonna make me. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, my point is, it was probably the height of pretty close to height of Cheap Tricks in coolness. Support in color. Okay. Which was okay. their biggest selling album. Okay. And uh, got to meet the guys and hang out with them, and they did the show, and they were incredibly <laughs> nice, and it was one of those hooked. And so I've got to meet them multiple times since then and chat. And there's a big Cheap Trick fan club. And, and then I had to go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony when they were in oh, nice. years ago. So that was a lot of fun. And I ended up sitting with all the relatives. <laughs> so yeah, I'm a big fan. If fan. only Facebook and selfies had existed back then. Back then. Uh, so favorite song. Is it a, a common one or you go sort of you out of bounds for your favorite? Deep I'll tell you what. I'll come up with a song that everyone will know. Dream Pools. I love Dream Pools. Okay. Yeah. Right, so it's got yeah. a great riff. It's a good Yeah, Joel will start singing in a minute. That's right. The Dream Pools. <laughs> Yep. Your mama's all Not right. Not that <laughs> No, but he loves to. Yes. Anything we didn't ask you that we should have? Um, oh, I know, I know, I know. Oh, okay. So, in the, you've been in the industry for a long time. Joel and I, Joel and I, Joel <laughs> and I. Say that one more yeah, we've, been, we have established <laughs> the tenure of Tony Lee. Um, Joel and I were talking beforehand, and I asked him this one question, and we came up with the same person. Um, who is the biggest huckster that, that ever that you that I actually have it, an answer for this, it, but it, I'm gonna it, get sued if I No, you won't. You won't get sued. I'm gonna tell a story instead. Okay. okay. All right. So and then we'll give him our answer. We had the same person. So okay. and you could probably guess who the what person guesses are. But <laughs> I think this is a different person, but I'm okay. not gonna mention any names. So uh, I was at the Wall Street Journal mm-hmm. and uh, there was this great site called the Online Career Center. OCC. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is it the same person? Go, keep going. No. Keep talking. Uh, so, so in Indianapolis. And so I reached out to them and we were just building our job board and all that. Yeah. And said, well, it's really cool what you're doing. And we were talking and all this stuff. And he said, well, you know, we're for sale if you're interested. And I said, well, you know, sure. What do we need to do? So I flew out to Indianapolis, met with them, you know, all the stuff. It what was, year was it? It was great. Would have been 98. Okay. 97, 98, somewhere in there. And so I go out there and it's great. We have a great visit and everything's true. So I come back again to Dow Jones and said, okay, we need to buy these guys. You know, they have all these employer members that's employer owned and nonprofit all this mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Great technology at price, the time. Yeah. yeah. Price was a million bucks to buy. So put together the whole plan and a senior guy, a very well respected guy, a guy who's still very involved, not at Dow Jones, but in other journalistic stuff flies, flies out to Indianapolis to meet and they have a nice conversation and he says okay I'm ready to see your operation and uh, the response was you mean this is the operation he says well we're paying a million bucks what are we getting and he gets up he goes to the closet and he opens up the closet and there are all these servers and he says this is what you're buying so the guy flies back to the house and says we don't want these guys this is nuts <laughs> monster buys them for a million bucks yep. like six months later yep and it doubles the size of Monster like overnight, yeah. I think. Right? Mm-hmm. Well, what happened was uh, Monster, Monster, the Monster board was dying. 
tech technologically. Right. And OCC had far superior technology. Yeah. <clears throat> so what Jeff did as not the huckster, but he was a huckster. He was very good at it. Um, carnival barker. Yeah, he was carnival. Uh, but anyway, he knew that they were on the on the on the down. And their sister company, OCC, because they were both owned by TMP, um, was kicking ass and taking names. Right. Not that I was there or anything. But um, so anyway, it just made sense. Let's go ahead and merge these together. You got a killer, killer technology. Put the monster brand on it, and yeah, go with and it. away you go. Yeah. 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 Do you so. want to take a guess at who we said our number one industry huckster? No. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. I'll give you a hint. Jobster. Oh, okay. There's a gun involved. <laughs> Jason Goldberg. The gun. I miss that guy. I miss reading about him on Cheesehead. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> or listening to his his explosions that actually just happened down the road at uh, at uh, Treasure Island when he yes really? he, uh, had the monster one of the more famous videos. Monster is a crap product. Yeah. Uh, if you go Google that, you'll see the uh, the <laughs> highlights of his speech back with direct employers. So, I, so I've got to throw out a prop. <laughs> the only place you could go to get information about this industry was what you said. Yeah. It was the site. It yeah. was, had, oh, I'm pounding the table. Sorry. It had, <laughs> it had the best. The best information before anybody. She said was the shit. It, it sure was. was. It was <laughs> many sold Where'd out. Where'd that guy man. go? Sold out to the man. Well, you're living large now with all those mo- all yeah. dollars. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's why he's doing the podcast. Yeah, you that's guys didn't come to see me to buy. I, uh, <laughs> I had a closet full of stuff. <laughs> yeah. We could have had it for less than <laughs> Yeah. Man, well. It was mainly dirty socks. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't want to know what dirty stuff he had in his closet. <laughs> well, Tony, we know you have, you have a life and stuff to do here we appreciate you taking some time out and uh rehashing old times and new new adventures uh yeah we appreciate it thank you it was a lot of fun don't forget uncommon.co is where your recruiting fantasies come true and they only charge nine dollars and 95 cents per interested and qualified candidate The important part is Uncommon's 14-day trial, where you can list up to five positions and receive unlimited candidates for two solid weeks. Get to Uncommon.co to create a free account now. That's Uncommon.co. Dude, why are you so freaking weird? Uh, I don't know. (laughs) Thanks to our partners at TA Tech, the Association for Talent Acquisition Solutions. Remember to visit tatech.org. Hi, I'm Emma. Thanks for listening to my dad, The Chad, and his buddy Cheese. This has been The Chad and Cheese Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a single show. Be sure to check out our sponsors because their money goes to my college fund. For more, visit chadcheese.com. How much do you understand the future of finance? I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast Banking Transformed, where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. Join me as I interview industry experts, thought leaders, and innovators as they unravel the latest banking trends, disruptions, and game-changing technologies reshaping the world of finance. 
Redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcasts and now available on YouTube.